0: Welcome to the Tiny Plastic People podcast. It is the podcast about tiny plastic people. We paint them, we play with them, and we want to tell you why we think that is great. Joining me, James, this week, I have Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hello, Tom. And Rachel. Say hello, Rachel.
1: Hello, Rachel.
0: And we're going to go smoothly straight into what we have been up to this week, because or month, or whatever period of time it is between the episodes. And also, I have to apologise for last episode, which was episode 6. We labelled it as episode 7, so this is episode 8 now. Ha! That's how we get ahead in life.
2: Maybe it was a doubly powerful episode.
1: It never, was a- never apologise.
0: I, well, I, I already have. It's too late. Apologise for that. Right. I, I apologise for apologising. Anyway let's go and let's find out what we've been up to in this wonderful little world of hobby which we inhabit. Rachel, what have you been up to in your painting and playing of tiny little figures?
1: Um, not much playing. Uh managed to get a couple, maybe three games out of uh, Age of Sigmar 3rd edition. Um, That was like a month ago. <clears throat> so, uh, um, Feeling the need for some more soon, but yeah, um, seems like it's still Age of Sigmar, um, only it's more complicated. I'm not sure how I feel about that, but anyway, um, <clears throat> hobby wise, uh, I painted all of Dominion, um, the so, whole thing, yeah. So I, I got them uh, basically last week, um, finished off the cruel boys. I painted in the space of about two weeks, and before that, I was painting the Stormcast Eternals half of the box, which took a lot longer um, than I expected because uh, it turns out that um, I just have not figured out a way of painting Stormcast quickly. Um, I still think
2: it's blisteringly fast to have done it out guess, of the box. I, to I that guess so. so quickly. But I, I,
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um, like it's not necessarily a bad thing that I don't paint them faster basically like the problem that's not really a problem is that I really like painting gold and on this drunk ass there's a lot of gold to paint and um, even if I could find a faster way of painting the gold which I'm sure I could I'm not sure if in my heart I would really want to because when I'm painting the gold I'm in a happy place so yeah it's the hobby Um, happy place
0: I find that highlighting red I really love
1: highlighting red. Yeah, I'm actually painting one more. In hmm. Dixer, he's the, the special one that you got for going into um, the Warhammer shop in July or August or whatever. Um, and uh, Well, yeah, I mean, it's just... it's,
2: you, well, nobody else will be able to see this, but he looks pretty... No, but um, like, imagine... You're holding him and he looks
0: pretty proud.
1: guy who's gold. <coughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: With a spear.
1: So, yeah. But not gold um, And that might be the last Stormcast for a little while. And then... Uh in the background I've started working on my um Warhammer Fortress, which is a So jelly. Sort of I think it's from the nineteen nineties. It's like a big plastic
0: I remember when it came out in the nineties.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> it's like a pretty I don't know, um generic and unremarkable. It's like it's not like modern warhammer terrain kits which are absolutely covered in sort of like detail and it's not stuff very that extra, ties is? them yeah there's there's nothing that ties it to a particular world there's no like twin-tailed comets or anything um <clears throat> it's kind of just a a castle yeah but it's um, pretty cool it is pretty cool and it's made up of uh what eight pieces or so really? and i've decided that i'm just gonna paint like um like a piece of it a week every couple of weeks just Do you in the, the background,
2: whole thing? yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Wait, I, I played on that table once at the Bad Moon Cafe, and I think it's, I think they've got one at Bad Moon Cafe. But anyway, it's a, essentially it was a very similar thing, but instead of like because the interaction rules with terrain are so jank in in yeah. what we actually just did was spread it down one side of the board, and it mm-hmm. makes for a nice setting of well, okay, you're not like interacting directly with it, but it's a fight in front of a castle, and that's the thing. Yeah. and that's really cool actually
1: <clears throat> yeah I haven't decided how it would ha- I think I'd probably just have each section be a garrisonable section of terrain maybe um, yeah yeah that could work yeah. although
2: know. it doesn't really sort of invoke because you can still be attacked so it doesn't really invoke, evoke the whole sort of like scaling a castle wall yeah, thing, you'd have but... to
1: you'd have to introduce extra rules for yeah. like units being equipped with little ladders or whatever I don't know
2: it's probably something cool that's possible, isn't it?
1: That's, that's, that's... Are you going to make fun. it
2: super extra? Are you going to, like, add... you painting it wild colours or adding something onto it or anything?
1: Uh no. It's just going to be grey with some, like, greeny, greeny blue shade at the bottom um, to tie it into the the mat that it's on or whatever. Um, I was thinking of, like, putting, like, the, you know, those creeping vines mm. that GW do, mm. Putting those mm. all over it. But, um... Uh, I thought about it and I was like that's too much effort
0: How big is a Stormcast next to it?
1: Um, because it well, was it's third edition so yeah, oh, yeah he's, um...
0: Can he fit
2: through the door?
1: No <laughs> I mean he probably could have been like crouched down It ain't a Stormkeep <laughs> But uh Such is the fate of Stormcast Eternals
0: <laughs> Forever Doomed. denied to stand outside Doomed mm-hmm. to stoop Excellent Okay, let's uh, move on to Tom. What have you been up to in the, the uh, since last time we saw you? Whoa.
2: I've been in a bit of a bit of a lull. I think I um I made a mistake and I, I made a mistake and I accidentally fell into buying another chapel and watchtower.
0: <laughs> I think I've got another f- one.
2: I think I've got four of each now, which is too many, actually. If it, if such a thing is possible, <laughs> I mean, and I'm wondering it? what to do with it. Yeah, Rachel's gesturing. Give, give. Uh, maybe actually. I mean, do you, I. Maybe if you fancy painting one, or like doing one up, I'd be down for that. Um,
0: like renovations of terrain.
2: Yeah, renovations of Sigmarite mm-hmm. chapels and uh, watchtowers and all the rest. Um, oh, I did grand do designs. Yeah, grand uh, designs, Warhammer version. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like I did do something else, but I can't remember what it was. Um. I so I haven't done very I haven't done much painting but I think in in terms of um, getting back into some hobby I've I've perhaps made a foray into small tank but perhaps we'll touch on that later but but not really they've not arrived yet so it's it's just an idea at the moment just something to get me going maybe uh, I think really I need I need a deadline to work towards I need an event or some reason to be building up things but I'm not there yet mm. Not an awful lot to report
0: Captain mm. So, well, okay. And I guess that leaves my hobby progress, which is a bit all over the place. Um, I have been painting the Stormcast from Dominion, nice. which has been really fun. I didn't... I wasn't that fussed about Dominion that much until I got it for my birthday. And then as soon as I started opening it and playing, mm-hmm. and playing with it and just looking at the models, I was like, ah, oh, these are all really, really cool. And I like them all. Did you have any Stormcast before? No, I've never painted. Oh, these are, these are your properly. He's my first. His first Stormcast. Well, you've
1: uh, had Stormcast that you've turned into Thunder Warriors, though, right?
0: Yeah, that does that count?
2: <laughs> yeah, I suppose. If my question mm. is, have you had Stormcast models? Yes. Have you had a Stormcast army people? No.
0: Okay. New.
2: No. And how you have? No. Are they any? Have you
0: chosen a storm host for them or any whatever it's called? No, I don't understand the law at all, nice. really, for anything. They're but just, I, I just space marines, but fantasy. No. Yeah, they're just, they're just <laughs> fantasy oh, space geez.
1: marines. <laughs> no. Killing me.
0: They are... I, I kind of come up with the law while I'm painting things, usually, or making things, and then I kind of retrofit whatever I want onto it and think, yeah, that works, that's fine. So at the moment, I'm painting them... I'm trying to use them as an excuse to like experiment with painting, which is basically kind of what I've been doing a lot of lately. Because I don't know, maybe I'm just bored of painting uh, in the regular way. Air <coughs> so, what, how how are you painting them? Describe that. So I'm basically they are very quickly sprayed with uh, uh, they spray them black and then over do a like zinithol zenith, Zen- spray with a lot of wraithbone, so they pretty much go wraithbone, but with some shadows in them and then I pick out all the metals with um Vallejo metal colour which is the metal <laughs> colours which actually have metal in them so oh, if mean? you lick your paintbrush you get some gold in you and you feel all good it but you shouldn't do cast. that it does this,
1: these aren't the alcohol based ones right yes yeah Okay. it's
0: the one where you need to use meth to get it off which those is are, kind of those
1: mild. are not be... Those are not Billy Ho metal colour. Those are... Name something else.
0: (laughs) I I will. This is confusing, but... Let's find
1: um, out. Lean lean behind you, James, and find
2: out what it's called. Here we go. But you rate them, either way.
0: I rate them, in a way. So, it's Liquid Silver Ah, and Liquid Gold. uh, That's the name of them. Uh, They're very finicky to work Mm. with. Um, But when you actually get them on the model, and... They're smoothly on the model. They are incredibly bright and incredibly um, nice, really. But then what I do is cover them in oil, the (laughs) (laughs) Stormcast, and do an oil wash on them. And I've been doing a lot of oil washes and stuff and just playing around with oil paints because it's fun and it's quite quick. And once that is the like like burnt brown sort of colour... Is on there? Like Rub burnt, that off. Is that
2: burned umber just like
0: burnt umber? Yeah, the classic sort of. Oh yeah. Of umber. Oh, yeah. Nice I, know, I know about
2: burnt umber. You know about it.
0: You know about it. I've seen. I've heard. I've, I've heard of it. I've heard talk
2: of this burnt umber. Actually, I've got some burnt umber. I've just never done anything with it.
1: <laughs> there's burnt umber and there's raw umber, and why can't anyone cook umber properly? <laughs> <laughs> I was about
2: to say, is there like a sous vide umber? <laughs>
0: I like my umber medium, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh um, everyone's that getting is... into
1: oils. It's uh I feel I feel like I, I should I'm get not. on the oil the oil train.
0: Yeah, it's kind of fun at mm. the very least. And also the thing which I love about it is that you get a Q tip, you rub it off the model, just use a you don't dip it in anything, and then you've immediately started like blending on the model yeah. with with a Q tip. So that was kind of my my start. And then you just use white paint to kind of just do the blends around it. And that makes them kinda of neat and clean and lovely, so then I cover them in rust and then I cover them in the other stuff. AK interactive uh interactive. That's a game mm. studio or something, a- AK whatever. Like the weathering the mm. dribbly, weathering powder dribbly, powder dribbly stuff. weather oh, okay. stuff. The dribbly one. <laughs> dribbly weather powder, yeah. <laughs> the dribbly yeah. one, and then they're all rusty, then they're all dirty, and they look like they've been fighting in a swamp for like a hundred years or something. It sounds and like I quite like that.
2: It sounds like something I should probably do for the Chaos Knight, which I painted a little bit of and never finished. Because I was like, oh, I need now I've painted it, I need to grime it up. Well, painted, he says. Now I've done it, painted a small bit of it, I need to sort of grime it up. Maybe that's the use for the tiny tube of burnt, burnt umber that I have not used for 10 years. Maybe Hell I should yeah. bring that out.
0: I, I, it's up? really fun just playing with white spirit maths to clean it all up. <laughs> oh, right, for paints, yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> smells great mm. okay maybe mm. uh, th- although I do recommend going to like uh, where is it the range to get the like non-smelly white spirit that's good stuff it doesn't smell mm. unlike the maths which was giving me a headache
2: can you use any old alcohol based thing can you use like IPA or something do you
0: know when you say IPA I just thought Iso- of beer yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you just rub beer on <laughs> give it that you know grimy effect like isopropyl alcohol I don't know. I
0: who knows. All right. Probs if it Jerry's gets oil out. off if it gets oil off stuff it will get the paint off. So, I don't know. I'll don't find know. out and I'll report back. I won't, but I'll say I will. Yeah. Be. Yeah, do that. Do that. That's fine. Um what else have I been doing? Um I painted some more Kisari because I need I thought I needed them for a game. More on that later. Um and I've been painting a a Custodian which is also with lots of weathering stuff. There he is. He is on the Ah. screen. He is like a kitbash I did a while back. He's holding an Uh, orrery.
1: I love the, um, it's kind of like an open pose. I like it a lot. Yeah,
0: it's very, come at me, bro, look at my orrery.
2: Was it something, I don't know. I was going to say some quote about uh, look upon mine orrery, but you know, couldn't couldn't reach it.
1: Orrery Mandius? Is this anything? Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, go. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. There you go. Look upon my Ori in despair.
0: Hey. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, and I'm still slowly building terrain tiles for Cursed City, which I've oh, not finished. Wow. I have got 18 done now and built. I oh, uh, Out of technically 40, but I can stop at 20, and hopefully that's enough for a game. Mm. There's a few which I might be able to miss out because you don't have to flip them round.
2: Oh so are you are you prioritizing like the um is there like a first mission map or something um, are you prioritizing that there I'll
0: be honest, any? I haven't read the rules <laughs> <laughs> you nice.
1: um I think it's randomly determined basically, they have like a series of predetermined maps um or two of the game modes, and then one of the game modes you are building the map as you go.
2: Mm. Oh, so you really, you really do need all of them. Okay, I was yeah. just wondering if there's a, like a way you could streamline it to get your first game in. But no, I think you could swing it
0: though. With yeah, probably, what right. if you've got twenty of them done, then yeah, yeah. I think you could swing it. It's fine. And also, also because
2: in real life you would never use the double sided ones, right? You couldn't. You'd be using both double. sided You at couldn't time, use so. one or the other. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So and if it's a shape which works in both directions, mm-hmm. surely you'd be fine. Yeah. Right. So. Sounds yeah, yeah. everything's fine. Everything's great. Um, so wait, yeah, but they're...
1: <laughs> because they're double-sided, it's not 40, it's 80.
0: No, 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 no. <laughs> There's 20 in the box. Oh, okay. It's the other okay. way, yeah. the other way. <laughs> yeah, it's the other way. And <laughs> okay. I've nearly done 20, but they're not <laughs> okay, double-sided. Good. My original plan, um, I can't remember if I posted it on our Discord or anything, was I got this wood and there was going to be like pillars on either side of the board. The tiles, and you'd be able to flip them up, and it would have it would be double sided, but they would that. be really thick. Very ambitious. And then they would also have this stick. But when I put it on a table, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to see over it because it was weird.
2: It was, it was like about two inches off the table. Before yeah, they're the about twenty
0: centimeters oh, high. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Uh, that so was a little. So you've gone back I'm, to
2: sort of non non-flippable tiles now.
0: Yeah, I think that's
1: good. I think it's going to
2: be
0: really But also that means you can do depth and height oh, wow. with Isn't them. A, yeah, yeah. Really
1: epic undertaking. I have a lot yeah. of respect yeah. for it.
0: Yeah. It's it, it's basically just been sitting on my windowsill over there for ages. I've been big doing your window sill. I actually do have quite a big windowsill <laughs> window sill to be honest. But uh, it's on, it's on the radiators now as well and also a lot of my hobby progress has been about getting the garage ready for games mm. and sorting that out so mm. building a lot of Ikea furniture really that's kind of a hobby isn't it yeah, yeah. It's, it's a hobby in itself so eventually I'll be able to actually store the Cursed City stuff in a place where it's not bothering me while I sleep
1: Eat <laughs> it when I can't sleep because my bed sheets are covered in bits of Cursed City custom built tiles yeah, it's that,
2: that face when it, you live in the cursed city for real.
0: <laughs> it has actually been something which is very nice. Is today, in fact, I've been moving a lot of my hobby stuff out of the bedroom and into <laughs> the garage place. So I am no longer actually waking up in the morning and just looking at my ad and just going... Ah, <laughs> but maybe not.
2: The I am your father. Mm. You don't. You, you sad not <laughs> seeing your tiny plastic children every
1: morning. Well, now you have a motivation to get out of bed because you have to like go. Go, oh, I guess so. Yeah, go, and go greet them. Yeah, all greet and individually.
2: Them. Good morning, Unit Four Eight Seven Sigma Twelve. Good morning, Unit Eight Nine Twelve Eleven, uh, Epsilon, etc.
0: Looking good today. Yes, same yeah. as every day.
2: Thank sharp, yeah. sharp binary you got there, friend.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on anymore. But they won't be staring down upon me while I sleep. And probably more importantly, while my partner sleeps, what so. if
2: chaos arrives when you sleep?
0: Shall we get on to our subjects? <laughs> sure. Yes. So, let's start with you, Tom, because we were talking about your subjects okay. before the podcast.
2: Right. Maybe just a brief one because I haven't actually started it yet. So, I mentioned that maybe I bought a small tank. Um, so there's a game. There are games. I'm not. I'm gonna get a lot of this wrong. But there, we have some friends and they play. Uh, Leap in if you know the right names of these. I want to say, Flames of War. Tank-based game. I think I think Flames of War is the World War Two one. So you can play, uh, you know, Allies or <clears throat> Nazi Germany, or uh, you can play Team Yankee, the uh, hilariously named alternate World War Three pseudo modern games where you can play as uh, S- Soviet. You, i guess ussr uh not russia you can play a, a whole a range of dizzying uh definitely unproblematic factions um such as america and uh, iran or korea i think you can play korea i'm not sure australia you can play you can play denmark that's pretty um i don't know probably not without its <laughs> quibbles. But anyway, so uh, I decided that the coolest... If I'm going to look tanks, I fancy I'm just going to dip my toe into a tank of nice metal water. Uh, steel steel water. And uh, the coolest looking tanks is the... Is the uh, all right. Is, I'm just going to say, the coolest looking tanks is, is the Israeli Makava tank, right? It's a really cool looking tank. Um, so now I have... To go on to my partner and say, oh, so not only do I, you know, do D and D and Warhammer, I now collect tiny Israeli tanks." Yikes, chief.
0: Um, <laughs> and I mean, what 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 defines a cool tank? What what defines
2: a cool tank? Yeah, this is. I actually asked this because I don't know. Like, how do I? Act? No tank, right? Because you've got one hand. No tank is cool. Tanks are like awful uh, 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 symbols of sort of hmm. military might and generally oppression, and that's bad. Uh, on the other hand, it looks really cool, and there's something, There's something, you know, at the end of the day, we'd collect Warhammer, which has a lot of men with big spiky sp- 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 spears, and that's fictional, but the tanks are cool, Land Raiders are cool, because they've got big guns, but they're also not cool, so I yeah. don't know. It's not cool, really, but they just look really good, and, and I was like, well... You know, I'm just going to try. I'm just going to try. Maybe yeah, what?
0: What's the question? What, what call called you about the the Israeli the tank. tank? Yeah, actually, yeah. it
2: is okay. So, so like aesthetically, it's yeah. very different. It looks quite sci-fi. It's got a very, it's very, it's got a. So instead of like a a brick on top of a larger brick, it's like got a quite a, like almost like an arrowhead turret, and it's quite sci-fi. Mm. Um, just that profile is quite sleek. It looks quite aerodynamic, which is weird for a thing that probably weighs i don't know 50 to 100 tons um it's just quite aesthetically especially i really like that there's there's, a, there's one in um uh mo he's one of the gundam series there's like a double barrel tank i can't remember for the life of me what it's called but it lo- again looks very cool a like really nice uh aesthetic thing and also the coloring is like a like a light sandy color which is fine but it just it just the aesthetics is very it's very sleek and uh, I just like the way that tank looks. It's, um, you know, it's attached to a <clears throat> problematic f- faction, which is real, and um have to deal with that.
1: What if the tank itself is problematic, regardless? <clears throat> its what if the tank uh, is a concept? Who it's, who problematic. it's fighting for, yes.
2: Yeah. Is, mm. yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. The, what I, what is. You can say what if, but I think that is probably true. Yeah, I think this Tank's is like part really of a wider mind. discussion
1: about um whether like glorifying weapons war. yeah weapons can be kind of aesthetically pleasing mm. um but we know they're not good things i think uh,
2: aesthetically pleasing but there's also like a primal thing especially maybe that's just societal but because i could you know reach two meters to my left and pull out a bag of storage micro machine tanks mm. there's uh so there's some nice abrams and there's a maybe a challenger and there. there's a couple of macabras in there as well
1: yeah. i mean um, you know maybe you, like,
2: go, you make okay. noises with them as a small child so is that good probably not yeah i don't it know is. maybe
1: it's like um it's not our fault the uh military industrial uh, yeah. propaganda complex got us when we were young and yeah maybe now maybe we can't look at guns or tanks without being yeah. like Four, mm-hmm. what a gun but then <laughs> exactly. there's that thing
2: there's that thing if like, you know children will like Get sticks and like make i get sticks and guns. Maybe that's just from media. I, I suppose. I suppose if you lived your life at the end of uh, if you lived your life running from the end of tank mm-hmm. barrels, you probably wouldn't want them as boys.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, were you were you allowed gun like toy guns oh, when yeah. you were a kid? Oh yeah, loads, yeah. loads. I, I wasn't. I were was never not? allowed no. them. No. Ours, I was also shitloads of guns.
2: I had I had loads like noisy ones. I had a couple of uh, noisy AK forty seven plastic things. Yeah, yeah loads I think of them.
1: I spent a uh, not insignificant amount of my childhood running around in. Um, my friend's garden uh, with sticks that we pretended to be swords yeah. and other sticks that we pretended mm-hmm. to be guns and mm-hmm. eventually toy mm-hmm. plastic guns and all that I stuff. think um. perhaps perhaps <laughs>
2: it's that uh, uh, perhaps the warfare and conflict is uh, so baked into society and probably difficult to remove not to say we shouldn't aim for it but we're I not don't, anything I don't that they we're there yet Probably, but you squared yeah, that by oil. buying an Israeli tank. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they get royalties from it. Like, I think if that was the case, I might not have done it. But I'm some sure they probably could got use royalties from it. Yeah, I'm yeah, the game makers it. did.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but the did, they license, did. did they license? Did they license the? Do you oh, the be, tank? Um, it's because super the Call weird. of Duty thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, because like in Call of Duty, they need um, they need to pay the gun companies to <laughs> yes, use their guns in the games. That's why I would be. Some of the guns are just like they just they're like um pastiches of actual guns, mm. but with a different name and some modifications. But they still have some of the like sort of iconic shape yeah, yeah, yeah. um that makes them recognizable.
2: I don't know. I don't know if they do. I would be I would be shocked if they did. I don't think. I've never heard of such a thing because you get you can get toys and they are all like you can buy Abrams tanks and there's so many like micro machines, you know, little toy Abrams tanks and if, even if they're not called it like it's definitely you know what it is everybody knows what it is
1: this, but. I think this calls for some investigative journalism ah, man, if I look into this and I'm finding out that
2: I'm actually donating like the tiniest fraction of a percent <laughs> to sort of like the, gun, yeah. the, the tank manufacturer I'm going to have to send them back
1: <laughs> yeah 10% of every uh, little metal <laughs> 10... tank purchase goes towards the IDF <laughs> yeah
2: exactly I like okay I'll probably give it back then um but they have another cool tank. It's not the only the Makava. There's another cool tank that um, it's just an interesting story. That there's a there's an Israeli tank, and I think it was in like the I can't, I'm quite on this. It was like in the 60s and 70s. They had these old US tanks. They're like, what do you do with them? So they're rubbish. So they hid missile launchers inside them, and so the tank drives up, and everyone's like, oh no, it's a tank. But then this mis- these rockets pop out the top of it, and it's actually an anti-tank missile launcher. It with like 12. Yeah, it's like, and it was just, it was like officially secret until like. <laughs> So sometime at like mid twenty fifteen or something, or like the mid twenty tens, it was like this. Like, no, we don't have those. It doesn't exist. Even though, like, that- they were like they were like weird, like grainy photographs of them, like on a hill with like a weird block popping out the top of the tank. People were, like, what the fuck is that? Turns Amazing. out, secret uh, missile launcher tank.
1: What a powerful strategy. <laughs> what a
2: weird. Yeah, like not only is this not a tank, you thought it was a tank. It's not a tank. It's got rockets. It's got missiles in it. It's the okay. anti-tank. <laughs> yeah, it's the anti-tank tank, but not a tank, not an anti-tank tank.
0: But so, are but... you intending on playing the game?
2: Yeah, or... I will play the game. Okay. I mean, like I said, there's a local local friend is gonna. He said he he might collect Iran <laughs> because this is this is for the Team Yankee Oil War expansion. <laughs> uh, okay, and in a, in continuation of completely unproblematic uh, theming, uh, so he might play. Uh,
0: uh, I mean, Iran. yeah, we 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 do laugh about it, but it is squaring that circle of it's kind of grim. Yeah, how how close do you want to hew your uh, yep. fantasy battles? Do you want to hew them to like ten years from now, like yeah, Battlefield nineteen forty two sort of stuff? Yeah, are we going like, to be twenty like, whatever
2: it is recreating battles of the of the whatever Day War, or whatever it was? Mm. No, probably not. I'm probably just going to make some stuff up and just roll some dice and pretend it's something on comp- Mars or something, yeah. in a different timeline where everybody's I mean, cool and we it's have a, it's all a simulation
1: We have a friend of the podcast who uh, has um, he's uh, he used to be very into moderns of various sorts um, but of late he's sort of, um, for like the reasons that we're kind of discussing here, trying to like get away from it a bit, but he still likes mm. the um, the weapons and the technology and that style of warfare but he wants to kind of detach it from the real world politics mm-hmm. um and to do this he's making his own uh homebrew setting oh, yeah, of course, yeah, um yeah. yeah uh that's I mean, like a sort of it's... a pastiche of the real world but like not being it not there's not like a um, fantasy analog of every country. It's mm. more like every country in this setting has like some mixture mm. of ideas um, and tech yeah. technologies.
2: I mean, maybe maybe that's what idea. Maybe I mean, yeah. I'm not. I'm never going to think about the game that hard, to be honest. I just like to push and I'm I'm, I'm just hoping that it's going to take me back to when I was about twelve, playing yep. micro machines on the floor, and just adding dice and a little bit more thinking to yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, that's what th- I'm going
1: for. I think you can have good. Innocent fun with little toy soldiers, and if we can't do that, then call this podcast off, baby. <laughs> We're going home. Yeah, right.
2: Because I mean, uh, yeah, I suppose the 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 not the same but similar extension is like uh, the Imperium is bad. Well, well, okay, yeah, I guess so. The Imperium's not real though, mm-hmm. in itself. Hey, I
0: saw it in yeah. Warhammer TV the other day. Yeah. So, oh, that's <laughs> what? what oh, yeah, what, it what was that? Real. If not a documentary?
2: I guess
1: exactly. Like, um, this stuff is an opportunity to learn about real-world conflict and the things that yeah, drive true. it and why it happens and how it happens. And mm. uh, you know, there's probably a lot of interesting history um, yeah. behind these uh, Israeli tanks that you know. And <laughs> Maybe,
2: love. well, you know, there's there's a lot. To, if if that prompts some some research, then it probably yeah, justify, I, think, I think I don't know. <laughs>
0: I uh, I have more of it. I don't know mm. if I have an issue issue with pastiche, but I was thinking about that game Valkyria Chronicles, which mm. was like anime, anime XCOM slash it's World War Two, but it's not because they're not using any of the things, but they're yeah. al- it mm. also kinda is, but also it's not, also mm, it's got mm. some real problematic stuff going on in, it really in does, anyway it? of its of its of its own thing, which it just <laughs> brings to it, which was nothing to do with World War Two, <laughs> yeah. uh, just anime weird tropes and stuff came into it as well so just doing a pastiche of war mm-hmm. and then kind mm-hmm. of going like oh yeah it's kind of a bit like world war 2 it's like why isn't it just about world war 2 at this point yeah is is it worse to half ass it yeah it's kind of like also it, or is it worse to sanitize it like marvel does where they're all suddenly hydra they're not nazis yeah. oh yeah
1: i mean the reason why Valkyria chronicles and things are similar to it are not just world war ii is so that you can have wizards and vampires and werewolves in it which is personally where i'd go with uh sort of um moderns or 20th century uh combat kind of miniatures is i put wizards in the tanks and have a game about isn't that just like wolfenstein tanks.
0: game yes yeah i don't find wolfenstein games pretty that unproblematic. well they've got their issues but It's still fun to shoot a Nazi in the face in those games, Mm. so I think that is quite an important bit. But I wouldn't want to be playing someone who is playing as the Nazi Mm. Mm. because they're probably going to be better at the game than me and roll better dice.
1: Yeah, And you are morally obliged to win. Yeah, Mm.
0: so technically I would win by default so we wouldn't really have to have a game. Mm. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Just say. Yeah.
2: Yeah, mm. well, either way, those tiny tanks haven't arrived yet. I'll do my research. If I'm indirectly funding um, mm-hmm. actual military or defence corporations via doing that, I will probably... Yeah. Well, it's probably too late. I'll probably just paint them, but I won't buy any more. That's
0: good. Or whatever you want to do. I mean, as long <laughs> maybe as you, I will. I'm not going to, but I might. You can, as long as I you can square it, square it in your own head, it's, I'm sure it's so. fine. Well, yeah, and maybe. Uh, yeah. And understand the massive yes, complexities understand. of global politics which if is only
2: it was something that could be solved by three people on the podcast
0: amazing well we've solved it now i guess shall we move on Shall we go shall yeah, we somewhere that's... else mm. okay well i'm gonna go next with my subject um and what i was going to talk about was kind of getting ready for actually playing games in this post event um landscape because i was supposed to be going to play a tournament in october i was going to play warhammer 40k uh ninth edition for the first time because i haven't actually played it yet because i haven't had any well it's been locked down and then it's been not locked down and then it's been locked down again and in between those times and now the non-lockdown times it's been very much less like oh maybe i should probably start getting out the house and doing some games um and from the I was going to, part of that sentence or paragraph which I said before, um, I'm not now, because I realised I can't be asked. I don't want to. <laughs> you don't want to. No, I was mm. I was in the I was trying to get in the mood and I like, trying to get all my lists together and then I was reading the codex and then I was like oh, this seems a bit hard, mm. and then I was thinking. Oh, like trans- candles. Yeah. Is it? Is it? That bath. You, is- yeah,
2: <laughs> is it that you can't be asked, or is it you don't feel ready to go?
0: I certainly don't feel ready to go. Like it was is stressing. It, it was it was actual stress <gasps> trying to get ready for it. And I, I was like,
1: I, I think I totally get this. Like, um, getting ready, you like ideally, like my ideally, you just want to be able to grab your models and go to the game place and just shove your models on the table. And then, into your
2: shoebox right onto the And table. then,
1: no, and then you play them and you play the game and it's just like that. But instead there's all this, like, you know, you've got to learn the rules and you've got to put your army together and make sure your list's list yeah. right. And, ah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it was too much. That's what mm. was, I, I was like. 40k is a big complex game and Admech are a complex faction within that game. I don't yeah. think they're as complex as they kind Did of make out.
1: Did you say you were going to do a tournament?
0: Yeah, so I signed I think, up for the Goonhammer yeah, yeah. Open, yeah, man. and I, think, uh, I, think I thought it was going to. be
1: the that is to, instead of doing a tournament, just do a normal casual game.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. And what's actually been nice is that we started organizing. Myself and uh, other Pod, Podder, Rich were going to both go to this tournament, and uh, to get ready for it, we started organizing. Oh, should we just go up to like Warhammer World because that's kind of in between where we are, and we'll book a table, we play a few games. And then a few people caught wind of that, some of our other friends <laughs> and were like, Oh, we're gonna come too. Ah. We're gonna play Horror at Heresy. <laughs> um and then it became a two day thing which we had to book a hotel for, which was not the plan, but I'm far, far more excited about that mm-hmm. than the actual reason for it. So I, I thought I've why
1: completely on? missed this whole conversation about a meetup at Warhammer Worlds. It's a it, wow. it, it, also yeah. I'm I'm
2: quite s I'm quite stunned that you you decided that um uh, that that Warhammer world is in between Coventry and Bristol because it would be more. <laughs> not I feel in like the I've been. Of you than...
0: I feel like I've been slightly done.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> I mean, you are both. You're two sides of one triangle, and it's the other point of this uh, equilateral, equilateral triangle. But never mind. It's probably
0: equidistant from both. Maybe. Well, well, Drew is now yeah. coming from Newcastle, so. Yeah, it's okay, no longer it's, it's a it's a weird polygon of people okay. descending upon Warhammer World just well that would be nice a weekend yeah, I th- and I was like immediately that made me feel so much warmer inside that felt nice it was just like oh, I'm going to see my friends mm. I'm going to mm. roll some dice with friends we're going to learn to play the game because they don't really well I'm going to assume they don't know how to play as much as, as much as a pro person would at a tournament. Uh, so then, yeah, it had a very quick discussion with Rich. He's like, I think I'm going to not do this tournament. Can I just? Can we just hang out in Warhammer World? It's like, mm. yeah, that sounds much nicer. Let's both cancel our tickets. So we did. And that was it. That was that yeah. gone. So it was that. I just didn't feel ready for actually that's, playing. That's
2: a lot. Going, going to tournaments, even, you know, if grand global event in these difficult times aside, um tournaments are a big thing anyway and to go to your first to take your your you know your your big complex army the first time you play the game to a tournament is a big ask even without the extra pressures of going to a place seeing people you never met before it being rona times all the rest to do that is quite a lot and and rich is right the the, the answer to this is play a chilled game where it doesn't matter a bunch probably until you spend some
0: money in forge world spend some
2: money accidentally fall over and buy a titan um and that's you know everybody can't walk away feeling better yeah you know you 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 know your army better you've now got a titan um you know there's which you have to
0: explain when you get home
2: yeah which you know best best bought by buying your partner another titan so you're like (laughs) no it's fine i bought you one too so you're feeling a bit about, yeah. better about that? Um,
0: I'm feeling well. much better about that. It felt just good to also not put the pressure on it. And I think my general takeaway is if you don't think you're going to do something, don't bother doing it unless it's work. And then you probably have to do some of that. <laughs> you got to do it. Yeah, because yeah, you need to true. do that for money. Um, I mean, yeah. that's kind of tr- I think that's kind of true. There there are
2: things like, um, you know, that I'll organise and the morning of I'm like, I can't be asked, but actually get there and have a good time. But you know, at the same time, also going yeah. to see your friends is equally a fun time, and that'll probably be more fun.
0: To be I'm honest. that's what that's what I'm looking forward to now. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's, that's kind of me. Was going to go do something, decided I didn't want to do it, and then was totally chill in myself. By saying, actually, I think it's fine that I don't want to do these things, mm. and I don't think I'm ready for mm-hmm. two thousand points of match play, forty k. With even though I do have over a hundred Skitari to put on the table, <laughs> I wouldn't know how to use them. I would just make someone's day by using them wrong.
2: you just now, now instead, you can have a better time Hell yeah, by I'm using gonna... them wrong with somebody who you like, and it'll be funny. Yeah, that's it.
0: And also, I did start look. I did the thing where you know when you when you start. If you go to a tournament or something, you kind of get that temptation to go, I should probably look at some tournament lists that other people run. And I'm not oh, big yeah, on that. No. It depends. Yeah, that... If
2: you go to a tournament, you're like, well, you get the point of the tournament. The whole point of the tournament is to win, right? It's a reason yeah. to set up in such a way. If you want to win, you got to do all the prep and then you got to do the thing and the thing mm. and the stuff with the bits.
0: But the lists, which I was like, okay, ad mech lists, what are they like? And I looked at them and I was just like, oh. Just a lot of Skitari. I've got a lot of Skitari. Mm-hmm. No one uses special weapons in them oh. because it's a tournament list. You don't wow. bother with your special weapons. Every single
1: you... every single one of your Skitari is a special weapon in themselves. Every, each and every on one of
0: them is a an unique and individual snowflake.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they are my pristine little babies. And they've all got wrong equipment because the <laughs> index, the codex changed what the Skitari <laughs> units look like and you can't do doubles of the special weapons which that is should. what I've done on a lot of them <laughs> mm. so I do have 80 Skitari and other ones as well so over 100 if I add them all up uh, but they only about 3 of those units are actually legal. Yeah, they're illegal now <laughs> They're illegal now. You take them and to one
2: world and they they will imprison you there
0: I will have That's someone this just
1: so bad Trapped inside the uh, display cabinet or something.
2: (laughs) You have to live in that in the massive imperial palace or not imperial palace, the massive diorama.
1: Oh
0: yeah. They have to play find the assassin. Well, if you live
2: there, yeah. If you live there your entire life, you might actually have just about enough time to find the assassin, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah. (laughs) I finally get him. Finally get my own assassin. Mm. Yay. Mm. Cool. Anyway, that's me. I am. Happy to not be doing something stressful, Thank which was game-related. Yeah, good for me. Good for me. Rachel, over to you. What is the thing you've brought to us?
1: Uh, um, so I have been trying to design a game, um, like a, a miniatures war game, uh, that is kind of chugging along. Um, turns out making a game takes a lot of time and effort. Um, Who would have thought that? um, But, you know, I'm just kind of like doing playtests and then making little changes and so on. And it's just kind of chugging along. Um, But what I wanted to talk about was what um, this process uh, has forced me to think about, which is like, um, uh, this isn't going to be my dream game. Because like I can't just put everything that I want in it, and it can't be like perfect and it can't have custom miniatures or whatever, because I have all these constraints, like it needs to be like a fairly small game that people can pick up easily. Um, it can't have custom miniatures because a, I don't know how to make miniatures, and I certainly don't know or have a way to produce them at scale. Um, but for the purposes of um, podcast discussion, I wanted to chuck all of those like constraints out of the way and enter the realm of pure game design fantasy and ask the two of you what would be your dream tabletop miniatures war game that doesn't already exist. Or maybe it does exist and you just don't know about it yet. And uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I- i will say this is a very much a part of the actual design process mm. for most things when i'm at work and we do a kickoff for a yeah. project you throw everything yeah, in yeah, at yeah, first yeah. you get everyone together so
1: are you focused testing for something mm-hmm. no <laughs> well <laughs> m- sure. maybe i reserve the right to, to uh, steal your are you ideas you try to get and, company uh, buying <laughs> uh no but like um you start with the dream idea right and then of, you have yeah. to you have to sit down and uh actually come up with a set of constraints um
2: so i think i think actually as you were to- i didn't when we talked about this before i didn't really have one i had some vague idea mm. about talking about something to do with path to glory but that's boring i think what i really want is what i want in a video game which is impossible it's also impossible on a tabletop but i'm gonna say anyway what i want is like i want a team-based game Ooh. right and i want it to be in space yeah and I want to have a fleet battle going on. Mm-hmm. And what I want is, for for some stupid reason, the ships have to get really close to each other and you have to send borders from one side to the other. And there has to be a side game yes. where your team members are collaborating with the fleet people oh to play skirmish games, invading and shutting down the opposing team's ships.
0: So you've just gone full mega game, out, yeah? Just right like, out. just go in. Yeah. Like, know,
2: it doesn't have to be a huge game, but but I think it could. Yeah. You could have it like one per. You could have like basically you want like maybe you'd have like your fleet commander is the person who's like flying the ships, right? Mm-hmm. But he listens. They they listen to the to the like uh, you know squad I, squad leaders who are like the boarding teams, and maybe you can have multiples of those, right? And you'd have to either. You know, I don't know how it's going to, I don't know how this works. I'm not, I'm not a game designer, but maybe the first shot you shoot your boarding torpedo over and then the other team has to defend and you have like, you know, a couple of, as long as the teams are matched, right? You could have simultaneous games going on. Maybe the enemy team has invaded one of your ships. You've invaded one of theirs. So one of your squad leaders is defending. One of your squad leaders is attacking. You do. And you have, you probably have, you have to be quite quick. Isn't, Um,
1: Isn't this kind of how a team's tournament works? Where each team has, well, yeah, a coach, but they're not playing different games, and the right? coach decides what yeah, different matchups are happening. That's true, right? but the
2: coach also needs to be playing a game, mm, yeah. a grand game, based on the ships. Coach you is could, the only you game. You could do like you could do crazy things, right? Where you like lure one of their good squads in, and then you just like blow up your own ship like using cuz cuz you'd have to have a few ships such that the boarding actions and the side battles are only happening on a, some of the ships maybe the bigger ones mm-hmm. but you, cuz your leader is still flying around the little ships the little the corvettes or whatever the frigates like shooting the other team to try and do a thing i don't know what the objective is just blow up the other, other team probably
0: it kind of sounds a bit like if you had a bit like those mega games where like you've got people playing as scientists and uh, mm. news reporters oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, things yeah. like that um, made popular probably mm-hmm. by that Shut him and Sit Down video, which was mm. fine. Oh, yeah. can, fun. Can you repeat
1: um, that for the edit?
0: <laughs> yeah, sorry. Shut up and sit down, <laughs> not shit down. <laughs> but maybe there's something in like it being a DM'd or GM'd experience where you have a lot of players playing against a smaller group of GMs and DMs who are like controlling AIs around as the opposition or something. And then I'm thinking now it's Battlestar Galactica, mm. but but the way to work it is to have less people but with more vision over what's going on, kind of curating the experience for everyone. Maybe, mm, yeah, it could be. But, I think
2: I think I'd quite like it to be something that you could play as, like, so there's a game that I really, there's a board game I really like called Captain Sonar. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Where you you know, but that's like live, and you you play that as literally as fast as you can play it within the constraints. But yeah, I think you could do something like timed turns. So if you had three people aside, right? one person is the fleet commander the other two are the squad leaders and you send the squad you send the squadron over to the enemy ship so we so as you're playing your this have in your head i have something like battlefleet gothic in my head for the for like the the fleet size thing right so they're playing that and you just have in your head okay well i know my guys are on that enemy ship and for whatever reason you know they they're playing a game and maybe you do something like 30 second rounds for some reason or something like that and you just play play through it as quickly as you can play with your I keep it small, like five guys each or something, and something like that. And when they complete an objective, they cripple the engines or something in their side game. And you report back into the main game. We've crippled that ship's engines. All right, okay, you know that's that's the thing that's playing because the the BFG game is also playing. Maybe that's on like one minute rounds or something like that.
0: Mm -hmm. And
2: they're moving around doing things.
0: It's like Inception. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, so like you know, but I think it would have to be timed. Otherwise, you don't want people like playing. Agonising over like massive long strategies on the on the on the in, the boarding tables, let's say, because then it would like it would really drag out, and then the people yeah. can not play their main game. So you'd have to speed those side things up, and then you know. But the people who are playing also know, like, well, maybe there's like a, I have to move quickly because I know there are people on this invading or sorry boarding this ship. So if I want to do anything with it, I have got to do it pretty quick, or either that or count on my friend. I was going to do this complex manoeuvre with it, but now I you know can I count on my squadron leader to. Defend it properly or, or, or whatever. and But you've got you know, it has to be, I think it probably would have to be time limits, otherwise it would drag out too long. And it'd be boring for the fleet commanders to be like, well, I, you know, I would do my next turn, but I, I guess I have to wait for an hour to finish yeah. the game. And that'd be boring. That, that's
0: always the problem with miniature games, is that yeah, they right. never never quite go as fast as you kind of feel especially like they should, yeah, <laughs> If you're trying to run anything stuff. which has, a, yeah, effect. I think we tried that. At, like one of mm. our meetups was like mm-hmm. effects and stuff. And yeah, it kind and of it works. Took, like all day. <laughs> yeah, it kind of worked, but it did take a while.
2: Yeah, it was good. It was great, but it did take fully all day and another half, I think. Yeah, and so uh, I think you'd have to have it a little bit faster, right? So, so I think something like and you You'd have to, for however, you did it. You'd have to have maybe the side tables be quite limited. They they couldn't be more than sort of you know ten minutes long or something like that. Otherwise, it would be sort of dragging it out. So I think it um,
0: does seem like something where you'd be like chaining um, like commands and actions down. So maybe this like goes yeah. five mm-hmm. minutes. Oh, for your decisions, two minutes for your decisions, 30 seconds for your decisions, but then you actually get the time to think while the, well, the, the chain so that's comes That's inter- an
2: interesting thing you say. So Star Wars Armada... Oh, I did do something. I played Star Wars Armada. Um, mm. So that has an interesting thing. That
0: has... Um, Pour one out for Star Wars Armada. Yeah, poor Star Wars. <laughs>
2: hey, it's still going, kind of. It's very expensive. For now. Um, <laughs> for now. let <laughs> hey. didn't say that. He looks nervously over his shoulder at all the spaceships. Um, that has an interesting thing where you... So the bigger a ship is, you have... So they have a, a concept called command dials right, where you stack the orders for the ship and they reveal, you, you add them in the bottom and they pop off the top and so you have to add them in uh, in advance so like, so for the massive ships you're adding them in two or three turns in advance you know, what am I going to want to do in the future because they're lumbering beasts and the structure of command internal to the ships takes time to fill it through whereas the smaller ships, they're, you know, they're, they're agile You just turn by turn, they can just react um, ah, maybe you could do something like that you know the, mm. the sort of you, you, you're you placing your orders for your big ships but you know the, the information being filtered through to you is going to take time for you to act on it and stuff like that that could be, that could be
0: interesting. and then it bounces back up because then a ship to react to mm. like a platoon of squads is going to take time so it's just yeah, like calling the airstrike on something yeah. why aren't they listening to us yeah yeah yeah. exactly <laughs> or they the same thing like
2: you're like well okay I'm going to trust that in by the time this turn come ups, to, comes up comes up to cap- I'm going to capitalize on their predicted success. So I'm going to sort of, you know, something stupid. I'm going to lower my shields and empty my guns into them assuming that they have had their shields disabled. So I'm going to have to put that in order, order mm. in now. And if they don't do it, I'm going to be exposed.
0: Be oh, cool. and it's got literal those, like, the airstrike is coming in, yeah. but yeah, you yeah, know yeah. when it's going to come in, but you've got to yeah. get out of there before it yeah, comes Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Like You or, you know, the, the guy, you send them out and you're like, well, by the way, guys, in three turns, I'm going to shoot the fuck out of that ship, so you better be done
0: by then
1: mm. I like this idea I, I like really it too myself up I, I, yeah was... we've gotten
0: too excited <laughs> somebody you, make this
1: yeah see, see you in a few years once this is of development
2: well that'd be cool right that would awesome. be cool it's a big ask because you'd have to make two ranges of games mm. and also a side game I think you could pro, you could mock something up for something like Armada yeah and like you know
1: kill team fantasy... yeah kill team mm. or
2: something like that speed kill team hmm speed team like, corridor. you could like because you could like, add it into like a, you know the old arena uh, kill team arena setting corridors and stuff like that we don't need like a you know what could you have what the settings you could have like corridors and a hangar maybe or like an engine room or something yeah could be fun into it
0: into James. it make it
1: what is your dream game my dream game probably
0: I-, I was thinking about my uh Cur city tiles <laughs> Because mostly, I want to make sure that I can use them for mm. other things. Mm.
2: Is this is and this leading into the, your 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 fantasy game?
0: Is Curse City? Because that's quite yeah. a deep cut. That's it, wounding for so many people. <laughs> um, it's a critical hit. Um, I think because like I like tile based games and I like um, grid based games because mm-hmm. I really like that and Fortress. But I also like um, turn based strategies on uh on the computers which we have now um particularly like the the small the the japanese like the tactical role-playing games and yes so my idea for a miniatures game is kind of like a bit of final fantasy tactics Mm -hmm. and a bit of curse city style combat sort of thing but played with like two players so you have essentially two maps or one main map where you're doing your campaign for the larger war, but it's like a skirmish combat across, like, say a city, like Vagrant Story or something like that, where there's like a ruined city maybe it's been, you know blemished by a wizard or something (laughs) Um, I hate wizard blemishes (laughs) and, like, you have, like, nodes and points within the city, and then, like, when you hit a point and the other player moves into the same point, you play a very fast, like Maybe card-based tactical game on a very small arena, but with like a grid system. So mm. you have like your teams around, and I, I was also thinking about the bits in Final Fantasy VI where the enemies are coming up. It's very like a really rudimentary tower defense almost, where the enemies are coming in, and you've just got to move all your mogs and your uh, your little army and your rebel army oh, down the, in the map. Well, in seven, well, in seven, in seven, it's um, uh, Fort the Condor. yeah Yeah. Yeah. but in six it's like through mines and over things and it's just basically the enemies flow up the thing and then you come down and you have turn based fights essentially so just having really fast turn based grid based thing on these cool tiles that someone made um, and eventually might paint so you can have like a quick combat round or obviously on the real tiles or whatever which you can quickly make a map you can quickly make something with terrain and like obstacles and maybe like npcs which could be in the area or something as well and you kind of use like a stacked deck or something to activate your little people as you move them around and have a like a fight that takes about 15 minutes like a round almost and then you go back to the the results of that quickly go back to the world map where it's like, okay, well, I won. I'm going to start pushing down here and you can be pushing up the other side and doing these Hmm. smaller fights. So it's like a campaign game, but you can play a small campaign like in the same length of time as like a 2000 point game of 40k Hmm. or something like about three hours or so. And then you can just use it as like a quick game just to do quick encounters or something as well.
2: when, When you said the Final Fantasy Tactics games, I was reminded of a... There's like this... Oh, what the bloody hell is it called? I want to say like Kingdom something. There's like, it's not Kingdom Death, it's something else. I have Uh, been told
0: that this does actually exist in kind of a way, and I think it's called, it's the new version of Descent.
2: Yeah, so that's the sort of thing I was thinking of. So there's stuff like Descent, and there's also this other game. It's sort of like chibi-style characters, and you, you, you have a few characters, and you go through a little, you go through a dungeon, but I think that's quite... Descent is probably closer Mm. But I, you know the bit that interests me about that is you said like oh you just you know you've got a side game where you're playing quick thing quick games. It's like well, uh, that like, has been a common theme here. Are we are we all looking for games with quick side games? We just
0: need side games.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, yeah.
2: Quick. So they've got you to think... be both quick, tactically deep, <laughs> interesting, <laughs> uh, impactful, uh-huh. and simultaneously not too impactful. Yeah. And not too slow.
1: Like both of you seem fast. very concerned with like having these sort of like multiple levels of yeah. game, like multiple games making up mm-hmm. one bigger game. Mm. Um, but my played dream game, games. my dream game is just played on a big one big table and it's just one game. But its unique selling point is something I've never seen in any um, tabletop miniatures game, which is base building. Oh yes. You'd, you'd like, like as the game progressed, like it would have to be quite a small scale game, uh, figures wise. Like you'd have like I don't know ten millimeter scale oh units, um, but you'd be building up buildings on the map as the as the turns progressed, and like part of the hobby element of the game would be like making your little buildings.
2: You know you know what, well, actually, I'm I really, I'm really super psyched for that. And I, th- I think, I, I've i thought about this before, with stuff like Path to Glory, I would really love like a physical version of Path to Glory mm. with a map. So I, I was talking about this thing going before. I like the idea of like overarching campaigns and stuff, but if you can have a map and you put your tiny little, put your castle on the place <laughs> and you have to make a little tiny castle. You know, I live here now, this is my castle. Or you yeah. go somewhere else and I'm going to blow this castle up. Or I'm going to build a fort here or a wall base building because base building is excellent it really
1: is base building Always. is excellent like it, it's been it just seems strange to me that like it, it's obviously a big renaissance in miniature wargaming going on at the moment but nobody seems to have like done the what well, seems to me like a really obvious idea of just like taking the base building rts and transplanting it onto the six by four table or whatever I, I do wonder love if it. Yeah, I, do I love what,
2: terrain as well. Jesus. Mm. What the worry
0: about it is cuz surely someone and I'm not saying that we haven't had amazing unique thoughts but surely someone has tried to make something like that work and surely. I wonder what the constraints were on it cuz it mm, like, yes. I love Dawn the first dawn of yes. war where you could build a base <laughs> yes. and smash people yeah, and yeah. and it had the uh-huh, control uh-huh, nodes uh-huh. and stuff so Inma- you were like Imagine
1: if um the new epic which is, of course, going to come out any year now. Um, has so. like has like the little space marine buildings and stuff that you could build oh. in Dawn of War. Oh my god!
2: They come down. You have to make the little dropboard noises. as They come down as well. <laughs> yes. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> oh yeah. Base building is under is is like an under seems like an underexploited
0: game resource. It really is. Because mm. I, I know that the like, RTS games kind of got. I don't want to say ruined by the whole sort of uh, League of Legends going to (laughs) that Dota sort of edge of stuff I know that that's got its yeah MOVA sort of thing where it's like it simplified it down and then put everything onto the characters and then it became about just like controlling lanes and stuff because those are obviously their own games which are very deep and I have no understanding of but you could also see some of that in Dawn of War, where it was just like, well, you've got these control points where you have to go and control the points, and you then slam down several bolters onto those positions and say, no, that's mine. You can't have it anymore. And you get that push and pull. And there's not many board games which are about that, or t- tabletop games which are about that. Well, yeah. ones which I've played anyway. I'm sure there's some. There is a League of Legends game. But... Is it is it broadly about the sort of
2: forcing conflict in 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 certain places? And also, there's like an element of castling in the background, right? So you're 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 forcing that you're trying to con- control the flow of a fight in a bunch of places. In MOBAs, that's your lanes or whatever. Mm-hmm. In Dawn of War, that is, you know, roughly however the map is is pushing you towards. It. And actually, most RTSs, right? Most multiplayer RTSs have paths, canyons, or whatever that yeah. they force people down. So you're, conflo- you're controlling the flow of battle down there, but at the same time, you're you're turtling and castling and and also contributing towards that from a from something which you're developing in the background the only thing i could think of that is well not the only thing but the first thing that came to mind when I thought of that is actually magic
1: which Mm. has a little bit of that yeah in
2: that you're sort of you're slowly in the background you're building your lands in order to do a thing but the the way that sort of plays out you don't have that it's like a it's an rts map with a single valley yeah right so but you don't you so you don't necessarily have at least in the basic mode right so you you know it's not forcing you down different routes of things but you know there's there's something like that there yeah i was gonna momentum
0: i was gonna say when when we started talking about more about board games and things the game which Tom, i know that you've been trying to get hold of eclipse is actually very similar to a sort of it's not quite base building but it is very much about like you take control of territory and then that territory gives you it has its Mm. own costs because you've got territory so it's costing you upkeep on your territory but then you can invest the things that it gives you into generating more spaceships to have a big fight well these
2: these are these are the four x's right and the four x's i guess you have you have that thing of the there are often alternate ways to win right you're scoring victory points whatever whereas the the base building thing is you are building a base to create units to throw into fights yeah which is not specifically not what things like eclipse and and other well you know, it's, it's part of it, but it's not the sole thing, right? Of of other forex. It's those yeah. those things are where the battling and the the economy building is, but one part of it. Yeah. You you know, the whole point of the forex is you can you know, in, in theory, you can build a nice working economy and not fight anybody and still win. Whereas that's the that's the opposite of the traditional RTS, where it's a fighting game.
1: But hmm. like, um RTSs have always like. The roots of the RTS are in the forex in a way like Age of Empires was mm. almost like an answer to um uh what if Warcraft but Civilization and they have like these alternative win conditions like Wonders and um other like uh, sort of later games and that kind of like um timeline, like sort of resonations added sort of like technological win conditions the same way that you do in um civilization and that oh. sort of thing yeah. just
0: thinking about the things which you could throw in now like you could start like you could play a defensive game where you're forcing your opponent to attack you yes by just like saying like i am the ad mech i am yeah. drilling in this position now and if i get to that stuff down there i win <laughs>
1: game over. i get yeah, the game over i get you. the milkshake <laughs>
0: yeah i drink your milkshake mm, yeah that's oh, there's lots of things you could do. It would mm. just have to be so fast as well. And I think that's what's missing from a lot of tabletop games, is they're so slow. Because mm. once a unit's gone, it's like, oh, it's gone, that was a meaningful thing. But what if that wasn't a meaningful thing? What if yeah. every time you dropped 20 Stormcast, yeah. you and they got blasted? Just put them back at your base? You, you just play a card and bring them back. And-
2: the, thing, the thing about timing, though, is that you, 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 almost, you have to force it, right? Because otherwise people will. Agonize over the decisions I will there's always because you like mm. to right It's the point of the game is you're trying to think whereas this is if if you're trying to build a thematic thing, you're like no you' you have thirty seconds to let this go, so you you better make a choice, and if you don't there's no agonizing about it, that's your choice
0: You've got yeah, to go but when you're when you're making choices, you're agonizing over the cost of something to you a lot of the time. It's like mm. if I move over there, what does it cost me, but if it doesn't cost you anything or if it costs you very little to gum up an area oh, with true. orcs. Or goblins, while you're doing another tactic in another area, which you have thought ahead for, then ooh, there's lots of yeah. crunchy decisions which you can have there. Yeah, I think. I still think. I still yeah.
2: think if you if you're not if you're not literally bound to a time, I still think people agonize over things.
1: I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I think the only thing <laughs> that, that I'm taking strong. away from this like this uh, this dream game idea is that I would like to build and paint some very small buildings. <laughs>
0: whenever i see like someone's done like uh like 3d prints of like some like hex tiles for something or something i'm just like that just sets off the like
1: yes hello
0: i like that that's making me feel tingly
1: Um, some little i don't know 10 millimeter scale elven towers you know you know maybe
2: what we should maybe we should we could do as as a a bunch of friends is we could get somebody to get a a friend perhaps perhaps a regular potter rich and a 3D printer mm. if we can convince them to print off a load of hex tiles and we'll come up with a uh, maybe some past to Glory interrelated game and we'll all have to paint our fortresses for, for somebody to host at their house and uh, as, as a map and then get together and
0: fight over it or something I think we should just mash all of our games together into one big base building <laughs> Final Fantasy Tactics Space game, space yeah. game with the big
2: sh- fleet commanders. Imagine if you had, imagine if you had wow. to build the ships.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, and then the James's Final Fantasy Tactics tile-based game could be the like board, the ship combat, the shipboarding. right? Mm. 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 I like this. Here we go. Yeah.
0: Well, this is there game design live. <laughs> brought to you developers. This on people. for free. <laughs> yeah.
1: We will sell this on, idea no, to the it, highest bidder. Just make
0: it. Yeah, just
2: make it. Copyright. Time class of people. twenty twenty
0: eleven. When do we get to play your actual game, which you're working on, Rachel?
1: Um, that's a very good question. Um, if you would like to be a playtester, then get in touch. Um, because I'm doing playtesting on TTS. It's a... Um, like very small scale skirmish game. I think sort of underworlds scale, but not on a hex grid. Um and uh, it has a uh unique mechanic for doing magical things um with uh regular playing cards.
0: Nice. With Excellent. Regular playing cards. Mm.
1: That's pretty cool. You'll have to join the playtesting group to uh find
2: mm-hmm. out more. How many playtests have you done?
1: Of the current version, none. Because I only just wrote up the current version. But previous versions, like, quite a lot. <laughs> but, but it's it's, uh, it's such a long road, yeah. I'm really only think, at just at the beginning oh, of the, it.
2: The most important question is, does it have a name yet?
1: Um, Yeah, but I don't really want to commit to it. Because okay. I'm not sure if I'll be able to keep it, right? So, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: If it's too powerful.
1: Maybe. I think just like so it might already be taken for other purposes, so
0: <laughs> get on the uh, UK trademark mm. thing and just be like, "Oh damn, can't call." As it long enough. as it's a not a
2: g- name owned by like a large problematic uh, defense company.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Don't> name <it laughs> Or like, was funded by one.
2: Yeah, it was funded. Don't, yeah, don't name it like Abrams or something. <laughs> ch-
0: Challenger. I'm very excited by like a lot of the little, the smaller skirmish games and things that mm-hmm. are coming out, and I think it's all. Uh, well not all of them obviously a lot of them have been inspired by people just making their own miniatures yeah. like a lot of the Instagram like 28 min- mag and ink 28 people just bending their own and then needing rule sets to do things which they want to do and I think that's really nice that it's it's getting the same sort of thing that um, like D&D modules get on like itch.io and stuff where you can just find people's nicely laid yeah. out D&D modules and ones for other RPGs and stuff mm. it's really nice
2: um, if I can be cheeky, my other favourite game that doesn't exist—that probably, maybe it does—I want Path to Glory, or what I've heard of Path to Glory. <laughs> but I want, I want, I want a slightly more—I don't know how much upgrades there are in it. Like I want, I want to be able to like, because you know how in Warcry you can do a fight and you win a little artifact. Yeah. I want that. For Get a less. little prize, yeah. A little treat. You win a little. Yeah, just win a little. You know, fight the big baddie. If you fight and kill a Lord of Change you get a magic book that gives you a one-off plus three to
0: cast or That's something.
2: That's
1: kind of how it works, but it's Is it? a little bit more... Perhaps um, I should read the rules. I think you should do that. Yeah.
0: I think it's going to be more in different factions uh, books yeah. as well, because like, the Admech Crusade rules are incredible. Yeah. Like, I am going to find some architech on the field. I'm going to try and put that together into a gun that does... Hmm, it heals everyone yeah. and
1: radiates everyone else. It's a shame. I like that. It's a shame Games Workshop refuses to ship any AOS tomes. Am I right?
2: Uh, (laughs) Right, guys? Jeez. I can't believe they would do that on purpose. If I was them, I would have simply written them all and published them all.
1: Yep. Well, clearly they've already Uh, got them all ready to ship. They just refuse to do it. Um,
0: Yeah. And as you've found... As you find out, Rachel, writing rules is incredibly easy. It takes no time. Yes. Oh. Yeah, yeah, trivial. Yep. If I was them, I'd simply write faster. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, right. Let's let's bring this ship to harbour and uh, complete the podcast. So,
1: and board the enemy ships.
0: And board the enemy In ships. In a
1: separate miniature game.
0: Excellent. If we can only Within have like base. a separate ending for the podcast inside a larger podcast of some kind.
1: <laughs> this is the bit where we edit it to... A bunch of other people talking. <laughs> it's a little yeah. sub-podcast yeah, within the, the podcast. <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody,
2: they, have to, they have to host a five-minute
0: mini-podcast. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, we have been Tiny Plastic People. You can find things that we write and other podcasts and... Generally, pictures of stuff that we do at tinyplasticpeople.com. You can send us questions. I should probably check if there've been any questions in this time. I'm actually going to do it live because I'm sure that's because going to like be. Good. it out afterwards? Yeah, I'll edit it. It'll be fine. Everything will be good. <clears throat> I'm so hyped. If there are some questions, do you think there are going to be? Wait, I've got a qu- uh, wait, wait, wait. I've got a question. Shit. I've accidentally opened my regular Delete. inbox, and at some point, I joined Cora Digest. I don't know how I ended up on a Cora Digest mailing list, <laughs> but this one has actually Indeed. come through incredibly good. How do Warhammer forty k fans feel about their game becoming a symbol of modern fascism? <laughs>
1: oh uh, God! We
2: tackled this earlier, and it turns out tanks are cool, and that's the answer.
1: Yeah, um, tanks are cool. Wow. Well...
0: Or are they? Is that the answer the is maybe? Cool. Well, we don't have any other questions. We don't have any questions. All right. <laughs> So, anyway, you can email us at tiny. Wait, you can email us at the tiny plastic people at gmail.com. You can find us on social media at tiny plastic pals on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, Tom, where can people find you on the internet? I am generally
2: at TN Dines in places,
0: uh, all the usual places fantastic and rachel where can people find you
1: um you can find me on twitter at nershly n-e-r-s-h-l-y
0: excellent and you can find me on twitter at alone underscore music and, and that that brings us to the end thank you for being tiny plastic people tom and rachel uh we no will problem. hell yeah I try my hardest to... we will see you again very soon Goodbye. Bye. How are you just saying?